Welcome to the We Are Here podcast, a podcast all about entrepreneurship on the South Coast, collecting stories and lessons from entrepreneurs and community leaders to learn firsthand how they've built their business or organization so we can build our own. The South Coast is a small place, and we're letting the business world know that we are here. Show your support by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the We Are Here podcast, and join the newsletter for all of our latest announcements and upcoming episodes at southcoast.fm slash subscribe. That's southcoast.fm slash subscribe. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy out of quarantine week. I don't know. I'm just looking at my Instagram feed, and I'm just seeing all these people who are just out and about as if COVID never happened. I don't know about you. I'm still wearing my face mask uh, when I'm out in public. It's the law in some places and others. I'm just saying, hey, uh, I don't want to get this stuff. So let's, uh, let's all be responsible adults here and keep this thing down, right? Today's guest, Brandon Burke, he is a current cohort member of the E4All program, and uh, they're running a company called BB Cuts, and they're building out an app for on-demand beauty and barber services, uh, and today we had him on the podcast to talk about that venture, and, and this is going to be a first for me. I'm, I'm interviewing a current E4All cohort uh, business, and then when they graduate uh, E4All, We'll get them back on the show so we can we can see the difference, right? So it's that that complete story arc. I think that's one of the biggest benefits of e for all, right? If you're thinking about bu- building a business, definitely check out the South Coast e for all, and uh, you can connect with them at eforall.org or go to the Facebook page or go to the many pitch contests and meetups that they have. But I think the biggest benefit for joining an accelerator program, aside from all of the business acumen you come out with. It's that, it's that change. It's the self-reflection of who you are as a business person. When you go into it, you're like, I got the best idea ever. Everyone wants it. And then you go through the paces of building a real business. And you're like, oh, you know what? That idea might not be the best. Or maybe it is, and you just need to refine it. But I like that change. It's constant. It's constant in business as it always should be. It's never just a one and done thing. If you're buying these blueprints, these uh, these courses where people are telling you that uh, all you have to do is this and you make money, yeah, it might last for like a weekend, but it takes some real effort, it takes some real, well, self-reflection and, and, and fumbling and stumbling upsides and downsides. So speaking of courses, go to learn.southcoast.fm if you want to get into the game of content marketing. You've, you've heard of it. You know nothing about it, but you know that, look, if you got out there more with podcasts, with blogs, with email newsletters, and you want to get some solid fundamentals around your around your tool belt, go to learn.southcoast.fm. That's my free content marketing course. I promise you that it's, uh, it's fast and efficient. It's going to set the base layer of understanding content marketing. Maybe you have a boss, right? Maybe you've been telling your boss, hey, boss, we need to do blogging content marketing, we need to do something that's evergreen for our brand, send them to learn.southcoast.fm, southcoast.fm slash subscribe. Find us on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. All right. Let's get into talking to Brandon. I'm Brandon Burke. Um, I grew up in uh, New Bedford, Massachusetts, a whaling city. Um, I went to school in uh, Connecticut, uh, graduated recently last year, and um, while I was there, I decided I wanted to um, 
start cutting hair um, in order to make some extra money um, while I was at school and not have to work a, a, a job that would have a schedule so that I would be able to devote my time to uh, to my studies and, and good, good grades and stuff like that, what they tell you to do. <laughs> um, so while I was there, I started cutting hair and um, I, I know I noticed that I had like a, a, a knack for like the, the beauty industry. Right. I, I, I liked studying about it. I liked watching YouTube videos on different techniques on how to cut hair. And, but I knew I wanted to do more than that. Right. So so usually a barber stays behind the chair. They go. The, the conventional route, go to school and, and learn the trade and then go and um, go and uh, either work in their own barbershop or work in another barbershop. I know I wanted to be different. So with that, I built the BB Cuts brand and joined my, my two partners, Grantha Bathia and Devon Senna. And uh, we've been rolling ever since. Um, we, we got this app going and we're very excited about it. Thank you again, Matt. Yeah. Uh, so there's lots of stuff I want to dive into. Um, I'll tell you one thing. When I was in school, all I, all I could think about was building a business. I mean, I came from my family owned businesses uh, ever since I could ever remember. I worked in a family business and it was a tough challenge, man. Like going to school and I don't know about you. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it's just like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, hey, sit down and, and learn this you know, this whole, this math stuff that you're never <laughs> going to use again. And I'm like, the only math I want to know is like, how many customers can I get? How much can I sell them at? And how can I grow this business? Right. And how can exactly. I scale that? I mean, I feel like like education, this is going to be a huge sidetrack, but I feel like education should, should actually focus a lot more on entrepreneurship early days, like in, 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 you know, maybe even middle school into high school. I don't know if you had the same feelings, but interested to g- grab your thoughts on that. You took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, I I think like yeah, it's, it's, it should start early, but I, I feel like this there's some kind of I don't know what power it be, but there's some power out there that doesn't want you to explore the entrepreneurial route. They want you to to get a job and and be a good you know tax paying citizen, right? We're, you know, we all understand we got to pay our taxes, but like I feel like there's different ways that you could go about it, you know. Um, yeah. I, I just think that entrepreneurship should be pushed early on. And uh, also another thing that should be pushed early on is like how to do the, the adult stuff, you know, pay your taxes, um, file them and, and things of that nature, get a mortgage and things. things. I, there's a lot of stuff I can go on about. But as, as far as your, the entrepreneurship thing, yes, I agree with you. <laughs> You know, to be fair, one of these things, like, I don't think everyone is cut out to be an entrepreneur, right? Once you, you know, a lot about being an entrepreneur is a lot about failure and, and trying things out and, and falling on your face. And a lot of people are not really, you know, mentally built for that, right? And emotionally built for that. Because it's a, it's a roller coaster ride. I, I mean, one of the biggest surprises for me, you know, when I started my agency over a decade ago, probably 12 years ago at this point, I read this book by this guy called Tim Ferriss, The 4-Hour Work Week. And I was just like, this is amazing. Like I can work four hours a week and like yeah, I can just I've, build I've this business. That. I gotta read of that. course <laughs> I want to do this, right? So you sort of get like jaded and you're like, yeah, this is going to be easy. And I see how you can outsource things. And then, you know, the real practice of building a business. And for those of you listening, one of the ideas that I'm trying to do with the show is we're going to re-interview Brandon uh, once the E4All program is done, once he has graduated from the E4All program, because what I'm really interested in is how Brandon is going into the E4All program with his new business. And in 90-ish days, like how his uh, uh, perspective changes on on his business and, and I guess entrepreneurship at large. So Brandon, give us the concept behind, uh, well, the app, the software, what you're building and what's next. For sure. Cuts. So um, we've described it thus far as basically the Uber for haircuts. 
So you know that you could be at your house and you can order an Uber right to your house, come pick you up and go basically wherever you want to go. Uh, we want to bring that experience into the beauty industry. So we want to be able to have a customer say they want a haircut, but they don't want to go to, they don't want to travel to go to their professional. They don't want to wait in line. They don't want to sit in a waiting room. They don't want to, uh, you know, some people get anxious and they, they don't want to uh, make the phone call to schedule the appointment. Um, some some people deal with anxiety. I understand that. So we want to provide a solution for those people that that wants the want to get their beauty professional services done in the comfort of their own home. Um, so that's what we're doing. We're we're making it so the client can order their favorite uh, professional service. It is not just haircuts. It's it's hairstyles, salon, coloring, uh, nails, eyebrows, you name it, you know? So um, we want to be able to bring that into the, the comfort of their own home. And then we also want um, to do corporate accounts where you can get multiple people getting their hair done in one location rather than them having to go out individually and go out and, and get their services done. Um, and we can also cater to weddings. We, we, we just want to bring the beauty professional services that you love to go out and get to you. And that's, that's basically the business model. And, and currently where we're at is that we're in stage two of development. Um, so we got the, uh, the graphical interface done and everything that the user experience is going to be. Now we're doing the code behind it, right? The functionality, the buttons, um, the profile design, beauty professional. When you go to their profile, you're going to be able to go into their pictures and their portfolio and see the, all the work that they've done so that you could, the, cus- the customer can choose if they're the right beauty professional for them. So uh, that's currently where we're at. Saying that we are living in interesting times is a is a vast understatement. Uh, with COVID and this whole pandemic, how, how did this bomb drop on you? I mean, because I, I, I'm imagining this concept was. I mean, you, we started E for all this this season in the midst of COVID. I'm sure your idea was created well before this. So, how did this bomb change? this the outlook and maybe the approach of the business. so i i feel as if covid was like a blessing in disguise because we weren't ready to launch yet when covid first came out so we still needed to, to do a lot of planning and um and development so i i think it actually helped us because um t- two out of the three of us actually work full-time jobs and having being able to work from home and stuff like that helped us um really take a step back and think about like where we were and where we needed to go moving forward. And it gives us a lot of extra time to, um, you know, um, actually take in the E for all program and get the best out of it. So I think it was, it was really good. And also for marketing purposes, once everything opens back up, we'll be able to, to launch and uh, emerge as something that's gonna, you know, Something that's going, I can't put the best words to it, but I think that it's helping us more than hurting us. And well, I I can tell you one thing, a lot of people now are going to be, well, first, they're going to be used to like ordering things and getting them delivered to their house, right? There's so, there's such a huge amount of consumers out there that had never done anything like a Peapod or like a home food delivery. And and obviously with the COVID stuff, that's all I did. That's all I did was Peapod and, and, um, uh, Walmart pickup, right? Because I don't have to go into the, the store and I don't have to touch anything except for the food and the bags. Uh, so a lot of people are now going to get conditioned to that, which is which is definitely a benefit for you. Um, but the the ease of access, right? That's like what a lot of people want. They just want to say, you know, I just want to get my hair cut and I want to maybe check off like the different options. So I know with my barber, 
he uses just like this reservation platform and I can, you know, if I want to do my beard, I can check off beard. If I want to do like, he has like a couple extra things I can do too. So, you know, when I go to book, I can, I can check that off and it makes it easy for him because he doesn't have to ask me. <laughs> and I, it's like, he just sort of upsells me through the app. Um, you have a lot of potential there. Have you started to explore the opportunity with surveying and asking people if they would use an app like this? Um, that's actually the next step. So the next class in E4All is where we're going to learn how to put our surveys together. But um, we have been learning a little bit about that. And uh, one, one of the things that we, um, we are, one of our survey questions, actually, I have it right here. Um, we, it was to make a hypothesis for the survey. So our hypothesis was the beauty professional would rather work independently than work in a shop. That was basically the hypothesis, and uh, we're fine tuning that, obviously. But um, that that's the basis for it. Well, I'm, I've always been interested to learn like the dynamics between, uh, like, obviously, I, I think one of the big things. And correct me if I'm wrong. And again, this is going to be another sidetrack. But I think one of the big things with like the barber client relationship is, you know, we get to know mm -hmm. each other, we have conversations, you know, it's a lot of like, it's a little bit of therapy, right? Yes. For, from the male's perspective, you go and you, you sit down, you talk about life, you talk about work, you talk about all this stuff. Um, but I'm always interested to see how these barbers grow their practice and they bring in other barbers, you know, and it's always like, hey, there's a seat open and the person rents the seat and they become a client or they, they build up their own client list. And then eventually maybe those guys get really good and then they move on, right? And then they start their own Absolutely. practice. How does, this, how does this balance, does this benefit um, just the solo practitioner or if somebody's like owning and owning a business and renting seats, does this... Is there a play there as well where it helps maybe retain good talent or retain customers uh, at large? Yeah. So one of the things that we that was brought about in the, our mentor meeting, and we think this is a really good idea, is that we should not only be a platform for the professionals that want to go out and do uh, remote haircuts, but also for the beauty salon owners that are looking for a marketing platform to pull in more clients. So that's something that we plan on implementing as well. From the from the software side, how much? software development experience or web development experience did you and your co-founders have uh, getting into Okay, this? so my co-founders have, have none as far as I know. And me, very, very little. I had one coding class in college um, where we used the Arduino board and uh, the C programming language. But from my understanding, the, a project like this is much more complex in regards to coding. So that's why we needed to, to hire an independent contractor to come in and, and, and do that work for us. Basically, we, we meet with him every two weeks and he takes in, he takes in our requests we gave him like a whole uh, mock-up sketch of what the pages that we wanted for the app. Mm -hmm. And then like it's his job to like turn it into – like take our dreams and turn it into reality as far as the software programming goes. So uh, that's what we got going on right now. And how did you guys come up with the, with the mock-ups? Like did you look at other apps? I'm just curious how you came up with like the creative side of that and, and how you manipulated it to, to demonstrate to, uh, to a developer. Sure. We, uh, we actually did take a look at a couple apps. Um, in our research, we uh, went into the app store and, and basically searched up what we were looking for on, on demand beauty services. Uh, we found a couple apps, but we noticed that they, they didn't have, uh, it didn't seem like they had much of a customer base on both the, the uh, professional and the beauty um, and the uh, client side. So um, we noticed that there was, there was a spot in the market for us to jump right in. Um, as far as the mock-ups go, yeah, we, mm -hmm. we use the pages on there. And we also just thought like, what, what will our client want to see? 
on both the professional and the client side. And we basically turned it into that. And we, we also wanted to model it similar to the, the on-demand apps that you know, like the Uber and the Lyft. So we use that for inspiration as well, as far as like the map goes and, and locating your professional and things like that. Where do you find the particular challenge? Like when this app is ready, what's the first one or two things you're going to do that one is going to probably be the biggest challenge for you, but what are those two things that you're going to try to attempt to do as soon as this app is ready? So as soon as this app is ready, um, we, we before we even launch it, what we want to do is we had, want to have a, a extensive marketing campaign where all, especially all the new professionals that are coming out of school, they all know about it. So uh, we plan on doing radio ads, flyers, online ads, um, getting ads in the apps that uh, that a lot of people use. Um, the the safety safety is a, a huge thing. That's one of our our major challenges right now. Um, we've we decided we want to implement background checks, but um, we, the safety. I would say is a is a big big challenge that we uh, we're going to face, and you're going to hear about how we solve that when you when you uh, interview me again. Let's dive into that mm-hmm. just a little bit because um, I think that you know obviously one of the challenges, and, and when you say safety, now now I think when you say safety, the first thing that comes to my mind is safety is a whole new word now with COVID, right? Yeah. Now it's like it's the safety of COVID, right? It's like oh, are these people? you know, sterilizing equipment? Are they spraying things down? Are they, you know, do we have to give them a, 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 what do you call it? Check their temperature when they come into the house. But then there's like, hey, this person, I have no idea who this person is. It's coming into my house. Uh, So there's that whole safety side of it. The, uh, I would say that maybe even one of the bigger opportunities is, um, is bringing in this app to the barbershop owners or the beauty salon owners and using it as a, a booking and staffing situation. Is that something that has ever crossed your mind or is that what mentors are talking about? Or do you just say, no, I, th- I still think the in-home delivery or well, I'll call in-home delivery is still the route to go. Um, well, as far as the routes to go, um, we're actually exploring other, other ones as well. Um, I know one of our um, mentors, Curtis brought into um, in, uh, into the meeting um, an idea of actually having vans go out instead of um, going into someone's house. So that would be more of like a, a, a safety solver, if you will. Um, yeah, sure. so that. Um, but as far as far as the um, the salon owner thing, right, I, I don't see that as being one of the bigger challenges just because that business model already exists and we would just be a competitor in that realm. But the, the bigger challenge lies in the, in the in-home, remote, you know, um, type of business model. Are there any competitors doing what you're doing on like a national level? On a national level, no. Um, that was part of our research to search up other um, beauty on-demand beauty apps, and like they they are out there. But like in Massachusetts, in a state where it's legal for you to do mobile cuts, um, I couldn't find one that could service me. So that that tells me that they're not national because to me, like I'm from Mass, I eat, sleep, and breathe breathe Mass. So it's like. I feel like we're one of like the the biggest states for like commerce and stuff like that. So it's like if if I can't find one here, then then there's definitely room for us to grow within that space. How do you think a business like this um, is going to do on the on the South Coast? We're like an hour south of Boston. We're a half an hour from Providence. Another half hour from the mm-hmm. Cape, or forty five minutes ish. It's like we're sort of in this no man's land. 
how do you think the market will react to this product? Well, like you said before, everybody needs a haircut. So, I mean, I, I feel like a haircut might be a little bit more, you know, um, desirable than a car, as, as desirable as a car is. Um, so I think I think we'll do just fine. Um, it's all about how we market and, and making sure we define our the, the correct customer, making sure that we know the entire profile of the customer, um, where they shop, uh, what they drive, what, what kind of income they have. So I, I just think it's important that we target the customer and, and the simple fact that everybody grows hair and everybody's going to need their hair service somehow <laughs> uh, helps us out a lot. Yep. You know, yep. so I think we'll be fine. Yep, absolutely. 100%. 100%. Um, so let's talk about the thing. What are the things that have, that have been going pretty smoothly for you? Like, how? What are the things that you know when you, maybe you first started this a while back? You were like, "Boy, this is going to be a pretty big challenge." But you know, here we are in June of 2020. Has there anything that has gone pretty smooth so far? Um, I would say the thanks to my uh, my CPA, the the business formation part has been pretty easy. Um, you know how they say like there's things that like you got to leave it to the professionals when it comes to certain things. I know as an entrepreneur, you can probably feel me on this. You want to do everything. You want to see if you can cut out the middleman with everything that you do. Um, right. <laughs> but um, right. With, as far as as far as the business formation goes, I feel like that's been pretty smooth. Um, also, just getting getting um, getting my being able to form a business with my friends, pe- people that are like minded as me. I think that's been one of the smoothest things, like getting them to come on board and, and really believing in the, the the vision and the process and go, going through everything with me. So I, I'd say that's pretty much been the smoothest thing. In regards to the the app itself, um, the the uh, developer he's been he's been pretty smooth with us. Um, we uh, it, it was tough finding a developer that was willing to do it within our budget. But after we got him on board, um, he's been pretty understanding. He's been reaching out to us. We've been having meetings with him every two weeks. So the development process has been going really smooth as well. Let's flip it on the other side. What's been the most challenging thing so well, far? Yeah, back to the developer thing. So we we were <laughs> we were uh, we, we we were doing some search, searching online for you know app development companies, and boy, they they want like thirty forty thousand dollars for the for the development, which I understand because it's it's a lot that goes into it. You know, you spend a lot of time learning how to how to code. So I'm, I'm not complaining or knocking it or anything. I'm just saying it's like definitely for, from kids coming out of college, it's, it's not really uh, feasible. But um, that that was one of the challenges. Right. Um, another challenge is was our um, was developing our financial projections. We're, we're still looking for help from that uh, with that from E for all. Um, financial projections is, is huge. Like I think that once we get our pricing model together, that will be a lot easier to do as well. But that's that's one of the challenges. Um, Another challenge is, is like I said before, two of us have a full time job, so it's it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to find times for, for to find time to work on your own projects. But if you really want it, you'll you'll get it done. Um, those have been my biggest challenges. Yeah, any of the business analysts that are listening, uh, you know, first of all, reach out to Brandon and see if you can help him with the financial projections. <laughs> uh, but my, my my advice is, it's just it's just a shot in the dark. Like you just throw you just throw a dart out there and see if it lands. And that's <laughs> that's the way I've always done it, for better or for worse. It's like, you know, I don't know if you follow um, Gary Vaynerchuk yeah, at all. Gary uh, yeah. Sort of this, uh, pr- yeah. This 
prolific marketing and, and business guy. But I remember him for, first starting out. It was the same way I started my agency, just it happenstance, right? So it's like when he started his agency, he said, I don't know what to price my service. So I, I would ask somebody, uh, will you pay 10000 for this? And they said yes. And then he's like, okay. So I went to the next person, will you pay 30000 for this? And they said yes. <laughs> you know, and then the, he went to the next guy and he was like, will you pay 60000 for this? And the guy said, jump off a bridge. He said, okay, well, all right. How about I sell it to you for like 40000 And the guy said <laughs> yes. Right. So he's like, and that's how I literally started doing my pricing. Like I would just ask people, will you pay it? And you know, uh, it won't happen like that in every in every case. But that's always like a story that I go back to. It's it's easier in the services side. What kind of mark do you want to leave with this business? What's your what's the end game look like for you? Are you looking at uh, going national? Is it something where uh, a regional play is is a good feeling for you? Like what's what do you really want to get out of being a CEO and a business owner? So as, as far as BB Cuts goes, we, we want to start in the in the Massachusetts area just because um, we're from around here. But um, we, we've actually done some research in regards to um, how many states legally will accept our service. And there's quite a few states. So we, we want to be national and we want to kind of like we kind of want to push legislators to um, to make, make mobile services um legal in all states um we kind of want to like be so good in the states that allow it right now that they're gonna the people that in the states that don't allow it will be pushing the legislators to to allow it so that they can get the great service in their area so we want to be national we we, we, uh, us three like we we think really big so we we think that if this if there's a spot where someone wants a haircut we want to reach that so that can be in in another country but as far as where we're at now we, we want to start local. We want to be able to go out to our customers and survey them um, within our area. So we want to we want to start small and then grow big. Um, as, in regards to like the mark that I want to leave, um, I just want to show people that you can come from any background and you can build something big and you can you can be a CEO. You don't have to be um, confined to what you see in your environment. You can really grow something big and you can be up there with the greats. So that, that's the mark I want to leave. Brandon Burke. He's the CEO of BB Cuts. You can find BB Cuts at bbcuts.com. Brandon, you have some uh, some merchandise up there, right? People can buy and help support. Yes, this sir. Area. I've got I've got t-shirts, hoodies, hats, windbreakers, mugs, you name it. And then this will be the website for uh, where the, the app will live, right, in the future. Or at least that's where all the marketing information will be for connecting to the mobile app and all that. Yes. Yeah, so right now it's just merchandise, but but uh, a website with all, all of our stuff is in the works. Um, blog posts, the app, you can you can you're gonna be able to book through the app soon. It's it's just that we're 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 building that in the back the back end, but the merchandise is what's there now. All right, I can't I can't not have my mentor hat on. Let's get an email sign up there as soon as possible, okay. so that people can you can start building an email list. Gotcha. <laughs> and then as soon as everybody uh, is as soon as everybody signs up to that and you're ready to go, you just email people and say, hey, the app's ready, the website's ready, the product is ready, and then you just email all those people. Thank you so much uh, for that. That's the best way for. Yeah, so best way for people to stay connected. Speaking of the best way to stay connected, the best way to stay connected to the SouthCoast.fm podcast is SouthCoast.fm slash subscribe, where there's an email list you can sign up for. And I send an email every Sunday, SouthCoast.fm slash subscribe. You join the Sunday Notes newsletter. And last but not least, South Coast Content Creators Group, 
southcoast.fm slash creators. That'll take you to my free Facebook group where there's about 100 people in there, 100 local small businesses that are uh, interested in about content marketing, creating blog posts, creating email newsletter signups, social media posts, videos. It's a great group. Everyone shares their marketing advice. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode and we'll see you in the next one.